The Merchant Sales Podcast is brought to you by Valor Paytech, the payment technology company that is revolutionizing cash discounting. Valor Paytech is a processor agnostic solution with all of the omni-channel features you're looking for, standalone terminals, mobile devices, desktop, gateway, e-invoices, all with cash discounting and surcharging in mind. I would encourage you to take a moment to get a free demo of Valor Paytech. Head over to ccsalespro.com slash Valor, V-A-L-O-R, ccsalespro.com slash Valor, V-A-L-O-R, to get your free demo today and to watch videos and read information about this amazing new processor agnostic omni-channel technology solution. Well, Patty, I think we had a great episode for everybody today, don't we? Oh, yeah. You know, I never realized that uh, the technology had gotten that sophisticated as what va- as what uh, Badger Maps is doing. I mean, Yeah, the routing and the mapping and all that. It's just like being a field agent now can just be so much more efficient than it was, you know, eight, ten years ago when I got into it, you know. Even even three or four years ago, yeah. you know. You, Big you difference. You don't have to sit there and, and pour over uh, websites or yellow pages to find what that, you know, right. and you can... It's to me, I, what I really liked about it is it's such an efficiency play, right? Much more, I agree. That much better use of your time. Yep. And then of course you talked to us about the new, uh, chase, uh, you know, program that they have with card acceptance, right? Um, Quick accept. That's an, it's for very small businesses, but it's a very, it's a very slick kind of thing. Yep. And people need to be aware of our competitors, what's going on in the marketplace. Right. Uh, then I talk about just when you first get into the industry, how do you get, how do you get started as a merchant sales rep when you're coming you know, new to the industry and what are the steps that take uh, to do that? So I don't yeah, know if you've had, but even love the it. folks are just, just now getting into our podcast that are just getting now getting into the yep. business. Listen really close to lead to what James says. He has a lot of experience. I thought it was really great advice. Oh, thanks, Patty. Well, with that, let's dive into our interview with Steve Benson from Badger Maps. Let's go. Welcome to the Merchant Sales Podcast. All right, everybody. I am here today with Steve Benson. Steve is the CEO at Badger Maps. How are you doing today, Steve? Fantastic. Uh, glad to be here. Yeah, thanks for joining us. So um, Steve and I had an interesting kind of back and forth conversation over the last few weeks, and I decided this would just be a great interview for the podcast because what we're going to talk about today is how field agents can really become a lot more efficient uh, by leveraging mapping and routing technology that's really come a long way. Uh, But before we do that, Steve, I definitely want to hear your backstory. So can you give us a few minutes of kind of how you got into this and how you ended up starting Badger Maps? For sure, yeah. So, I guess uh, after business school, I ended up uh, going to IBM, and then I went to Google. And at Google, I was working with their enterprise software. Mm-hmm. Um, and an area that I ended up focusing on was Google Maps, and the, and working with the Google Maps API. And I and I was also doing things on the mobile side with uh, with Android. And so, I was and I, and I had a background in field sales, and so I understood the some of the challenges that are that that reps face around figuring out which customers and and prospects to focus on given where they're going to be so the the routing and planning and element of their of their day they have to go through and um so i I realized that if you could solve this problem on our mobile device with maps and and with uh with with kind of modern technology it would be it would be a, a real benefit for a ton of salespeople. And it's kind of the same problem I'd always always have when I was in field sales of 
well, I've got my calendar and I've got my Rolodex slash CRM and I've got right. my my, <laughs> uh, my map it used to be on sure. paper that it became on became on Google right. uh, Google Maps. And uh, but to bring all those together in one application on the mobile device would be extremely powerful. Sure. And so sure. that's what I ended up. Uh, I, I could see that that was going to be possible a few years down the down the line. And so I started right. the started the company in 2012, and it started out with kind of a very basic version right. of it, where we were just putting helping people to decide, helping people understand what their territory looked like and where different types of customers were. Right. Mm -hmm. And then uh, then we started layering in the the routing. Sure. And layering in the other pieces. Uh, I like the, that. The so you kind of you kind of saw things developing that direction. You knew the technology was going to be there to really make something cool, and so you started building it. And yeah, yeah. And and the original, you know, the phones just weren't fast enough uh, at the time to do what I wanted to do. But right. they they were going in that direction, and sure. I could tell I could tell where they were going to end up in a couple of years. And so sure. it, uh, it I, I was able to skate to where the puck was. Uh, was going as opposed to where the puck was as, as, yeah. as Wayne Gretzky always talks. Right. <laughs> I like it. I like it. So, so my first question for you, Steve, is I want to kind of frame this, this conversation. So we have a really unique industry because we have all these 1099 reps, you know, there's literally like thousands of salespeople that I know personally that every day are getting in their car and they're driving somewhere to go prospecting. So you yeah. give us the give us the big picture. Why should they and their leaders be interested in this kind of technology and, and kind of becoming more efficient through this? What do you see as kind of the major pain points and why they should be interested in this topic? Well, uh, if you're if you're able to go out into the field and focus on the right prospects and customers and organize your time efficiently, you just end up driving a lot less. Right. And you end up spending more and, and you can take that time and spend it in front of customers. Um, so even if we weren't kind of helping you make better decisions around which customers you were focused on, if this were just a routing solution that you it helped you think through kind of where you were going to go in the day and in what order and, you know, what traffic would look like and what the scheduling would be, like how long does it take to get from here to here? Do I have time to go over here? Just just the the time that you save with the planning and the time that you save right. uh, the, the time that you save behind the wheel um that alone makes this a, a, a kind of a no-brainer to have it's like it's just a calculator for salespeople like that right but then when you layer in and i'm also focused on the best customers the the it helps me make decisions on who to focus on that that's where the 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 biggest piece of value is i sure. think and as you design as i can design design my week who am i going to focus on as i design my month you know I, my what what is the cadence that i'm following up with people on um that's really the event the reason they should care is that they end up the, the result is they end up driving about 20 percent less in terms of miles and they end up getting in front of about 20 percent more customers right and those customers tend to be better customers, so you end up selling a lot more. So whether sure. whether you're the 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 people that are whether you're the company that is enabling the 1099 reps to sell your to sell your stuff, it's definitely in your best interest to have all your reps be more efficient and make more money and be more successful. But even if you're just the the 1099 rep, um, you know that this is. Uh, this becomes a pretty powerful thing to a pretty powerful tool on the belt that saves you time and money and just allows you to sell more and make more money and be more successful. Yeah. Like it's it. really an efficiency play then, right, Steve? I mean, yeah. I mean, it, it takes, if, if you have 10 salespeople, then it makes it feel like you have 12. Right. Um, right. You know, it's just, it, it, it makes, uh, it gives you that extra reach. 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know what's so interesting about this, Steve? When I was looking at the the technology and kind of doing some homework, you're getting ready for the podcast. I at one point was asking myself this question, like, okay, you know, how would I have leveraged this technology eight years ago when I was out in the field selling full time if it existed, mm-hmm. you know? Right. And I'll tell you what's funny, what what actually dawned on me is I was doing all of the things that your pod that your your technology is you know does, and the way I was doing it is I was paying a full time employee, <laughs> you know, <laughs> called an assistant to literally plan every aspect of my day, and and right. not and and then that was taking my time as well to manage that person and to like build these processes out of like, okay, I went somewhere, I need to like put that somewhere, I need to decide when to come back, <clears throat> I need to make sure that when I do come back, I have other prospects in the area, you know, it was like all these things. Right. And it's like, right. I love that technology has gotten so far that I literally could have just, this could have just been with an app on my phone rather than a person, you know? Yeah. You know, it, it's crazy The the, to do this well by hand is possible. It just takes a ton oh, of time yeah. to do it poorly by hand takes a half hour, like every day to, to, <laughs> right. to do. But if you have a tool that's just, you know, right. doing all the long, div- all the long division for you, then, uh, right. then all of a sudden it's, it's a five to 10 minute task to end, to do it a lot better. Right. Um, right. Yeah. And uh, it, you know, it, it's, it's one of these classic, like there's an app for that now type situations. <laughs> right. and, and, but yeah, I mean, it, this, to do this well, you, you, like I, when I was planning my time, I like I, I I'm kind of anal about this sort of thing. Like right. I mean, I'm a I'm a maps guy, and and, right. and B I'm just like a spreadsheet guy, and uh, and so I was I, I spent a lot of time doing this and optimizing it, and uh, but even then I would like things would fall through the <laughs> fall through the cracks, and I'd be yep. very annoyed. <laughs> oh yeah, it's just inevitable. <laughs> and so there's no way like, around. I'd be like it, I know? just drove over there, and now I totally could have gone just ten minutes out of my way and, right. and saw this guy, but now I've got to drive to. I've got to fly back to the city or drive two hours out of my way to do this. And it was, right. you know, it's one of, it was, that was, it really annoyed me, which is why yeah. I, uh, which is why I left Google to build this product. Sure. Well, those are the best products, the ones that we build to solve our own problems, I think. So, uh, okay. So let's, let's dig in a little bit deeper. So I know our listeners are probably, mm-hmm. you know, we've piqued their interest, but they're like, okay, well, what exactly does this thing look like? So let's talk mm-hmm. about a day in the life of a sales rep. So, you know, again, merchant sales reps, they get in their car, they go out, they're going to, you know, they're going to prospect, let's say 20 businesses. So they want to walk into 20 businesses. How does your technology facilitate that for them to maybe target specific business types or whatever specific geographies and kind of route that so that it's efficient? How does the mm-hmm. the targeting part of it work? So the the first thing is that a lot of times salespeople have data in different places. So a sales rep, a merchant sales rep, may have um, a spreadsheet of information. They may their company may be providing them with a CRM system. If it's a CR, if, if the data that they already know, so let's just say they sell stuff to um, to uh, gift stores, mm-hmm. um, and maybe they sell a candle, a line of candle products, and a line of uh, a line of paper products, like mm-hmm. you know, little books or something, and uh, and they they sell both of those things to stores, and sometimes they just sell this product, sometimes they sell another product, but they. They, uh, the first thing they, they know, they already have data about the territory that they're in, that things they already kind of know. So they know who their existing customers are. They know prospects that they've talked to in the past, but it hasn't, they haven't made a sale. They, they know, they, they know certain things and that data lives somewhere. So it could be in a spreadsheet, could be in a CRM system, 
if it's in a CRM system and a company is buying this, we'll just connect to that CRM system, which is a pretty easy thing for us to do at this point. And then that just pulls um, that data into your mapping technology. Exactly. So this this right. kind of becomes a like a a way of visualizing and seeing all that stuff that's in the CRM, but in a really useful tool. Uh, if it's in a if it's in a spreadsheet, we just take the data and upload that spreadsheet into the system. And once again, now the data is very useful in this in this tool. Sure. Um, so once the data is in there, that the the sales rep is able to see on the map all all the places that they'd want to go in the next let's just say week. Mm -hmm. And then they're able to take their finger and just draw, you know, okay, uh, on the map, okay, I want to see these 15. Or maybe first they want to eliminate all the using filters where they have, maybe they have a field of, you know, okay, this, I don't want to sell to this type of store right now. So the stores are one of these types of types of six stores. Mm -hmm. I want to make all these disappear off the map. If they have this characteristic or this characteristic, then make them disappear. Or maybe it's the opposite. Maybe they want to, okay, if, if it's got this and this, that's really, I, I've got a great play running with them right now. I really want to focus on those. Sure, sure. I want to make, in the next week, I want to see everyone in the territory that has this characteristic combined with this characteristic. And that's kind of, that, that that's hmm. the skeleton of my, of my, now, what about like I've got, I want to be here and here. So I'm sure then, then they're planning out Thursday. They, they set appointments or, or maybe it's drop-ins either, either works. But they they kind of start building their their schedule on that, and then they might look for other types of data that is not something they already know. So we've got yeah, that's what I was about to ask you connected about. up with um, with data sources that allow us if it's got kind of four walls on it, if it's if it's got if it's if it's got a roof over the over the head and four walls, we we generally know what commercial activity is going on in that building. So is it a dentist office? Is it a gift store? Is it a tire sure. store? What what sure. what is this thing? And so you, you can bring up in Badger, you can overlay over your existing data. Okay, I sell stuff to these gift stores. Show me all the gift stores or show me all the convenience stores. Show me all the right. dentist offices, whatever it is. We can, we can then, now you're seeing your customers and you're also seeing this layer of, of information about these, these prospective customers that you didn't know about. Right. Um, so then you can start adding those in, uh, the, these new leads of, of, of companies and gift stores in this case that you would be able to stop by. Um, and, uh, then they're, then now they've, now they take their finger and draw the line for, you know, Thursday and draw one for Wednesday. I'm going to go to this area Thursday. I'm going to see these guys. And, uh, and then it, then it built, it, it automatically generates this route for them and says, okay, well, this is the order in which you should see these things. Right. And sometimes they have constraints. Maybe they have a meeting at this time with this person. It can, it can accommodate for that. Uh, and, uh, and then, then they, it builds them out a whole schedule that says, okay, well, this is how much you can get done in a day. Maybe, you know, we, we're, we're telling you how long it takes to get from here to here. You can say, oh, this is going to be a 20 minute meeting. This is going to be an hour meeting and okay. you can design your whole schedule for the whole day. Huh. And then the, when you're actually doing it, it gives you a very clean way of going through your whole day and taking notes and capturing information with, with, you know, as few button taps as possible and just right. speaking into your phone and speak, you know, speech to text and all that information is captured. If you're connected to the CRM, all that data is pushed back into the CRM system. And, and, and just so, in case people aren't familiar with the, that term CRM, 
it's like Salesforce or Pipedrive or right. Microsoft Dynamics, the, right. the, the software that companies tend to keep all of their information in. Right, right, right. So, so let's, let's unpack this just a little bit. So what I heard you say is from a prospecting perspective, I'm trying to go find people that I haven't talked to before. You're saying there's, there's two data sources I could utilize. One would be my data source, which maybe is a, a list I purchased from InfoUSA that's in a spreadsheet. I could import that or I could connect mm-hmm. to my CRM and pull that in. Um, and the other thing would be maybe I don't have any of that and I'm just saying, hey, I'm going to go out to this area anyway to do maybe an installation, but I want to go to 20 businesses as well. And I really would like to go to either pizza shops or I'd like to go to hair salons. So show me all mm-hmm. the pizza shops and hair salons and then I can kind of draw a map around that and it'll route and say, hey, I need to be at this install for two hours, but then I want to go to 20 other pizza shops and hair salons nearby. And you're saying it's going to route that as, as efficiently as possible. Is that kind of what you're saying? Exactly. Okay. And it's going to help you decide, is this the right kind of hair salon for you um, to go to because maybe maybe you sell a high-end hair product and uh, so you'll you really only want to go to the high-end ones so badger's going to say okay well there's a hair salon right here and here's its phone number here's its address does it give you things like revenue outside of it looks like does it give you Um, like revenue numbers picture of each place and uh and so they're very quickly able to you know, take a look at the website and be like, oh, this, this is a low end hair, hair place. They're not going to carry my stuff or conversely, oh, this is a high end hair place. You know, I I really want to go here. Um, So that that's uh, it helps them make decisions about where they're going to spend their time. And, and it does it very, allows them to do that very quickly and efficiently. So when they're actually executing in the field, they can focus on selling and, and getting more done. Sure. So basically, uh, you know, like for for agents that would be listening to this podcast, they're selling credit card processing services or point of sale systems primarily. So maybe they have like a scheduling software, but they only want to go after larger salons that would be able to afford a point of sale mm-hmm. system. And you're saying your system would allow them to kind of identify, hey, here's the larger salons versus the, the really small ones. Exactly. And, and, and different cool. businesses all need to look for different things, focus on different things. And so we've, we've needed to build this in, in such a way that's very... Um, very versatile and flexible for different types of people to be using it in different ways, uh, different workflows that they need to, to execute. But, uh, but that's exactly what it supports. Can I, can I just ask them, Steve, you, you mentioned something that I found very intriguing. You know, mm-hmm. you, you can look at these, say at hair salons, right. And you can click and see what their website looks like, what the front of the store looks like. I mean, that to me would seem like a really interesting angle. Is that just sort of automatic? You just click on a button and it's like, you know, here's JC's hair salon. And you can say, oh, yeah, okay, that looks like it might be a big enough salon that they want to, you know, yeah. scale system. Yeah, we, we, we have data around like, uh, and, and we purchase a lot of this data in bulk, right? Uh-huh. Uh, because we have 5,000 customers and so we're able to do things um we're able to negotiate deals that that end up being a very you know a, a, com- a one one-off company wouldn't be able to sure, go and, sure. and get access to this information because it's it's more expensive right, right when right. you're doing it for five five thousand at a time it's you know bulk rate supply <laughs> and so so we uh and we so we, there's no charge in the system for for you to do that right, right. like okay. they, um but when once you have Badger, you can look up all the hair salons you want, right? Um, and you just, there's the monthly fee for the the software in total, and that's fifty bucks a person or forty nine bucks a person. Um, but after you're paid, after you've paid that, you just get access to um, to all you know all, all the new leads you would want. The types of data about the new leads that we have are like 
so you ask for hair salons and you're looking at a town you're like okay well i see there's 15 hair salons in this town you click on it you see its name its address its phone number um, often we have the hours of operations you'll have we'll have a picture of the front of it um, what else do we have and then oh and the website so should it have a website and that and and then once you go over to the website it become it can become uh you can see everything right about right. whatever they whatever they make available right and and, and sales reps you know they're always ex they're, an ex they're they're experts in the the type of things that they sell to and so they they can very in in two seconds they know they generally know what they're looking for and they're they they make the call yes this is somewhere that i do want to see i do want to stop by this place or no i don't mm -hmm. and so they end up seeing seven places in the town instead of all 15 because they didn't need to see the other eight were going to be worthless to them. They needed to see these seven. They knew that. Right. Um, and so that that's an area that we save a lot of people a tremendous amount of time as well as sure. is on their lead gen, help, you know, allowing them to do the research and, and understand what things look like before they actually show up. Hmm. Yeah, I like that. And being able to do that from their phone obviously is, uh, is really nice as well. So, yeah, um, you see a lot of guys, a lot of people just like sit in bed in the morning and plan out their day. Right. I, it, the best, <laughs> I think the best thing to do is, um, you know, to do a week at a time or so, you know, and kind of right. like so sit, sit down on Monday morning or Sunday night or whatever, and kind of, you know, spend an hour planning out the whole week, uh, in, in the most efficient way possible. But some, it, some people need to be more reactive and need to do this on a day-to-day -day basis. Right. And this is built for them too. And, and also a lot of people just have the types of roles where they, you know, get a phone call from this customer and they, they need to go over to this customer and it's going to, so it, it shakes up, up their, their whole day. Yeah. And so, it, you know, we've, that's, which is why a lot of people will just like, okay, so I have to go over to this customer right now. They go and they just whip it out, whip out Badger afterwards. Like, okay, what's around here that I should be doing or what's on the way home? Right. Because, you know, I'm an hour and a half away from my house, but it's right. two o'clock. I want to, I want to use the next four hours and as efficient a way as I can, sure. um, given that my whole day got kind of screwed up by dealing with this customer. And so it, it's designed to be like, okay, here's, here are the, here are the four things that, that you should be swinging by on the, in the next four hours. Sure. So, so my next question is, I, I kind of want to take the follow-up aspect, but I want to combine that with a question about CRM. So we've talked about CRM already, you know, uh, Pipedrive, Zoho, Salesforce, et cetera. But what I'm curious is, where is that line drawn as far as your technology? What can your technology do in terms of tasks, notes, file storage? I mean, does it do any of that? Like, at what point mm -hmm. does an individual rep, obviously organizations are going to want a CRM and they already have that, but if just an individual sales rep, one person that wants to use it, can they just use your system or are they going to need a CRM to do some like very basic, you know, tasks and notes type stuff? Um, if, if it's just a single person, then they can just use this. Um, it kind of depends on their workflow and what they need to do. I mean, sure. you can save pictures. So we have what's called a check-in and a check-in is uh, when you go and see a customer, the data that you want to collect and it's different for everybody, right? It's right. customized for you. You choose like, okay, I want a field that, that asks me, you know, did I, is this a XYZ type of customer now that I've been there? Is this, right. did, did, were they interested in this? Did I speak with the decision maker? Um, maybe they want to take a picture of some, some aspect of their business. And, and so you can take all that and save it into the check-in. Now, every CRM has that, right? Like they have, right. Sure. They have that ability to like capture information about a meeting, but when you do it in Badger, it's just, if it is sunk up with your CRM, if it's connected, then, then it just sends that right across. And so you can just sure. do it right, right. kind of in the same interface that you're clicking through your, your day on, um, the 
so yeah, I mean, in, in that case, it's du- it's duplicate with this. It replaces what the CRM is doing, but it also enhances what the CRM is doing sure. if you have a CRM. So sure. it's it, we we don't do everything a CRM does, but we do a bunch of the things that a CRM does. Um, and it, it, so it just depends kind of on the workflow that the rep that the rep needs. Right. Um, I don't position this as a CRM system. I position it as an enhancement tool to CRM systems. Right. Like if you needed if you needed to do mass emailings or something, that's you, you could do that out of your out of your CRM. You can't do that out of Badger, but you can collect information about your customers and, right. and make decisions about your customers, enrich data about your customers. Sure. That sort of thing. Just out of curiosity, um, is is there a particular CRM that you really uh, <clears throat> that you really like that's already integrated with Badger, like you know Pipedrive or Salesforce, some of these others we've talked about? Yeah, I mean, so I think that the uh, one of the most popular CRMs is Salesforce. Often for like that, that's not the right choice for like a single sales rep, in, right. in my opinion. I mean, I agree. obviously, this is opinion, not fact, but the. I think it's that that's more of an enterprise CRM system, meaning right. it's for a, a large company to do large company things. Right. If a if a rep just needs a place to, if a rep is more more concerned with with more day to day activities and it's just them buying it, that's probably not at all the direction I would go. I would go with like more of a a CRM like Zoho or PipeDrive or. Uh, uh, HubSpot has a really I, I, HubSpot's do. a great simple CRM yeah, yeah, it is. Um, that that uh, is, a single individual can just spin up. I mean, all, all of these CRMs kind of their their goal is to get a whole company, and that's where they make their make their money is once the whole company starts right. using something. Sure. Insightly is a nice one, especially mm-hmm. if you have project management needs um, that are kind of associated with the with your business. It's kind of half CRM, half project management system almost. Yep. Yeah, I like that but one too. Um, so I, Microsoft Dynamics is a, uh, is, is a, I would also put that in the kind of Salesforce's bucket of like enterprise right. class right. systems. Uh, I would say the same about SAP's CRM, mm-hmm. NetSuite's CRM, um, or anything by anything from Oracle. That's kind of all enterprise. all enterprise side. So not appropriate for a single rep to go out and try to get. Right, right. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I mean, CRM has really matured a lot in the last few years, and they've they've uh, they've brought those products a long way. Uh, but if you're just trying to, if you're trying to design your day and collect information and save save information about your customers, kind of your calendar system, your follow up system, we have um, your uh, your saving data about a customer. Um, those types of blocking and tackling CRM things you can just do in Badger. And then if the company eventually gets a CRM um, that, because they want to do more enterprise class things, then, then right. you can always just click Badger into, into the CRM. Steve, can we, can we talk about pricing for a bit? I know you, you kind of alluded to it a moment ago, but mm-hmm. you know, I'd just like to kind of drill down on that. You know, I'm sure it depends yeah. on the size of the organization, well, but you know, especially for the individual rep, what would they mm-hmm. pay? Yeah, well, for for the individual rep, it's just it's forty nine dollars a month if they're buying it a year at a time. It's fifty nine dollars a month if they want to just do it month to month. So there's no commitments or anything. Um, so that's one one of the easiest things to do is just like so we'll set this up for someone. There's not like a lot of work to do at all. Like if you just you know you can you can do it yourself too. Like it's if an individual rep is it's set up so that they can just figure it out themselves. Like but if they if they want one of our agents to do it for them, they can certainly do that. But yeah, I mean, you just basically send us your 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 spreadsheet, and we'll we'll set it, set it up on your own your way. 
um, they'll train you and stuff. And we've got a bunch of videos and stuff showing you exactly how to get the most out of it. So you make sure, make sure you understand how to use the lead generation tool, make sure you understand how to build a route, um, how to use the filters, that sort of thing. We, we have like someone will jump on the phone and walk you through it. Um, but and all uh, of but, that is for 49 to 59 per month. Yep. 49. If you're buying it a year at a time, 59, and there's no commitment on that 59. So you can just buy it for a month. And well, there's a free trial too. So you can just do it. You, you can just have it set up, look at it and see if you like it and try it out for, for, you know, a couple of weeks. And, um, and then if you, if you like it, buy it for a month and then do it for a month and there's no commitments or anything. Um, but yeah, so that's 59 if you're doing it month to month, 49 if you're doing it, 49 times 12 if, if you're, which I think right, is five, right. so 588. Right, right, so like $600, a yeah. little less than 600 a year. Yeah, if you're buying it for a, a year at a time. Um, and then if it's a, when companies purchase it, it's just, you know, you, they, they pay per, per sales rep. So if they had 10 sales reps, it would just be 49 times, 49 times 10 for a month, right? If they had 100 sales reps, I mean, we have, you know, big, there are big companies that have hundreds and hundreds of sales reps. And so for them, it's just number of sales reps times that number. Right. Sure. And, and big companies tend to buy it on an annual basis because they have the capital. So, um, so it's usually, you know, times 49, not times 59. Right. So it's a fairly simple pricing scheme. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. for sure. We've tried to make it really simple and transparent for people. Cool. So cool. Steve, uh, uh, where would our listeners go if they want to learn more about it and potentially sign up to try it out? Um, they would just go to badgermapping.com. Um, and, uh, and, you know, we, we have people that will jump on the phone with you and walk you through it uh, and, and get you all set up and, and kind of we'll, we'll really kind of, we we've set it up to really hold people's hand through hands through the onboarding process because different people have different levels of comfort with technology sure. and mm -hmm. so we've tried to make you know that we have a, a big team of people that their whole job is just to answer questions sure show people things there's there, there's actually a big team in the philippines that does um does sends answers to emails and ims and questions and stuff so if you ever are unsure about how to do something um, they work, they're, they're kind of staffing around, they're staffed around the clock. So they, they'll get back to you within like five minutes. Um, and uh, five minutes is the goal. Sometimes on like a Sunday or something, we'll miss that goal. But usually it's within five minutes, you'll get like a little video and an answer to your question and that sort of thing. And nice. you can always set up a time to talk to an actual person. We've got a big team in, in Utah that um, they that's where kind of I put the the call center and where people can you know you can call in and get helped and 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 get some have someone walk through any element of the of the software at any time. Awesome, Steve. Yeah. Uh, super interesting stuff. I I know a lot of our listeners are going to be checking it out because they want to uh, be a little bit more efficient out in the field. So, man, thank you so much for your time today. Really appreciate it, and uh, hopefully we get a lot of our listeners going over to check out Badger Maps. Yeah, I you know let me let me know if I can be of any help. Uh, you can get find me on LinkedIn. I'm at just look up Steve Benson Badger Maps. But uh, you know I'm happy to help in any way I can. But it's been really fun, uh, really fun being here. Awesome, oh, it's been fun talking to you, Steve. Thanks. All right, everybody, as you know, our sponsor for the podcast is Valor Paytech. You can go to ccsalespro.com slash Valor, V-A-L-O-R, 
watch some videos, and schedule your free demo. Patty and I are going to take two minutes, and today we're going to talk to you about e-invoicing with SMS text messaging. And so, Patty, I know we were both really kind of blown away by this feature. We got the live demo, right? Um, right? And so, really, this idea, I thought it was such a, an interesting take on it, is that a lot of these businesses like pizza shops and others that are doing phone orders, they spend like 30 40% of their time just waiting to get payment information. Right. Right. And so could you talk a little bit about what this feature does with Valor Paytech to help them, you know, basically eliminate that time investment? Well, you know what I like about it, what I thought was really cool. There were a couple of things I thought was really cool. First, that it allows for truly contactless transactions. Right. I sure. mean, the, the demo that they gave us, it was like, you know, you go to a restaurant or you call in for takeout. That's right. what it was. Right. Call in for takeout. They send you an SMS text and you hit pay. Right. That's basically all you have to do. Right. You know, there's no no contact between the clerk and you. You know, when you go there, right. you don't have to do anything except pick up your pizza, right? Exactly. Um, and I think you know, people. I'm amazed uh, at how many in recent conversations I had with people as to how much they don't want to hand their card to somebody. Anymore. Yeah, sure. You know, um, sure. And and it's, and it's also I think you know moto businesses it saves them a lot of time because it speeds right. pimp, you know, the payments, but it also eliminates the PCI compliance uh, right. issues. <clears throat> Because right. the card numbers, numbers never get handled right. by anybody. So, so let's zoom out real quick then and make sure they understand exactly what it does. So I'm on the phone with a customer. I'm a pizza shop employee or I'm a, a you know mail order, telephone order type situation, large right. or small transaction, doesn't matter. And I say, you know, hey, it's going to be 3219. I can immediately search by phone number to see if that customer is already in my database. Correct. If they are, I just say, I'm assuming you want to use card ending in 2292. And, they and say, maybe yes. they say, no, I want we'll card ending one. in 3331. Three, right. Oh, yeah, that's on here too. Fine. Exactly. Right. Yes. Or they might say, you know, maybe they're not in the system or they want to use a new card. In that case, all you do is put their phone number in or their email, either one, click right. send, and it actually in real time sends them a link and you say, well, I just sent you a text. Click that link and go ahead and pay for the order. And then right. you jump off the phone. They're able to click the link, pay for the order, and then it puts it through the system. So there's and just no more of that just time. Go there and they either mail out your thing in a few minutes minutes or right. you go there and pick it up. Right. And then of course with the Valor Paytech, they have the back office set up really nicely as well. So that you can see all those payments in real time coming through. Um, right. They can, you know, all of that good stuff. So yeah, pretty cool feature, Patty, right? Yeah. Yeah. And the other thing that I thought was really cool that I, that I just re remembered was when you get that little text message, right? right. There's a, a little um, customer response or uh yeah, the smiley know, face. The smiley faces. I mean, it's kind of cool though. You know, yeah. it's like service was good. Service was mediocre. Service was excellent. You know, in my demo, I hit service was excellent. They sent me another text back and said, thanks, Patty. Glad you really liked it. Right. Uh, come again. Right. So That's great for, you know, you know, getting that uh, engagement. customer relationship yep. management. You know, I mean, it really, it, cool. it, it creates a, a stickiness, I think. Awesome. Well, hey, everybody, take a moment, please, and head over to ccsalespro.com slash Valor, V-A-L-O-R. Make sure you fill out that form there and Valor Paytech will reach out to you, give you a free demo um, and show you all the cool features that exist there. Yeah, I think you're going to I think you're going to like it. This is Questions from the Field, brought to you by ccsalespro.com, the leader in merchant sales training and technology. If you're an individual merchant sales professional, visit ccsalespro.com forward slash training to get a free 14-day trial of our all-access pass.
If you manage a team of merchant sales professionals, visit ccsalespro.com forward slash ISO to learn how we can help you grow. And now, here is Questions from the Field with James Shepard. So, Patty, I got uh, an interesting question uh, in our Facebook group. For those maybe listeners that uh, you haven't joined the Facebook group yet, feel free. Just go, go to Facebook, search for CC Sales Pro Community, and we have a private Facebook group there. I think we have about 1,200 uh, agents it's a in great, there it's, it's a great resource. Yeah, I, I really enjoy reading because it's like people throw out some really interesting questions. Yeah, they really do. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, you know, one of the questions I got there that I've also gotten many other places, but this question of... I'm brand new to the merchant services industry. What do I do? Right. Yeah, and so, yeah. you know, this idea of like, how do I get started? It can seem overwhelming because it's like, okay, well, which point of sale system do I offer? Which types of businesses do I go after? How do I prospect? You know, all these things. And what I wanted to share today is really just a couple things. And what I look at is kind of a step by step process, very simple of how to get started selling payment processing. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. Number one, you need to get a very basic understanding of how the industry functions, how it works. Um, mm-hmm. You can go to ccsalespro.com slash training to get a free 14-day trial of a bunch of courses. You can just go to our YouTube channel and get free stuff. You can go to the green sheet and read all of their resources. So right. there's plenty. It's not like when I started. I mean, there's plenty of free resources. Plenty of free right? resources out there. So, you know, you can learn the basics. I like having it organized as courses, but either way, Get some basic knowledge. When I say basic knowledge, you should spend about four or five hours, you know, watching video content, getting some basic ideas of the industry, maybe a day or two, but certainly no more than that. Um, Once you have that basic knowledge where you could just go out and at least talk to a small business owner about payment processing, you know, you know more than they do about it. Um, So now what you're going to do is... Now you need to establish your prospecting habit. I've talked about this many times on the podcast. I won't belabor Mm -hmm. the point. Um, I think the easiest one is just, I'm going to walk into 20 businesses a day. um, And you kind of establish that foundation. And what's going to happen is, as you go out and walk into 20 businesses a day, you're going to very quickly look for the information that you need. For instance, you might be in the Facebook group, you know, Hey, I got a question from this person. We see it all the time in there, you know, right, can I integrate right. just the other day a rep in there? Can I integrate with light speed, you know, point of sale? It was right. new, I new saw to the that one. Mm-hmm. And, and the answer is no, you can't, uh, in, in his situation it didn't make any sense. So we're, you know, three or four of us that are industry veterans are like, put us terminal on the side. Here's how you set it up. Here's what you need to do. So, you know, you can kind of channel and get the information you need, but here's what I see a lot lot of salespeople doing, I see, you know, two different kind of extremes of this or mistakes that they make. The first extreme is trying to go out and sell with zero knowledge. Um, you know, you sat through a one hour webinar with your company or a two hour webinar where they basically pitched you on the leasing their terminal, you know, Uh, that's not enough. Um, you do need to kind of like understand, okay, when, when I swipe a card through a terminal, you need to understand what's happening behind the scenes. Mm -hmm. And, you know, if you don't know what role the banks play, the card brands play, and the processors play in, in that, um, you need to know that. You know, th- that's not enough information. You need to have seen a credit card processing statement before. Right. You know? Yeah, that's really, yeah. I mean, right? to me, when I, when I, you know, I had written about payments for years. Right. Started getting into the credit card field. And that was one of the first things I had to do is look at a statement right. and figure out what the, what are they doing when they're saying right. they're doing a statement analysis. Exactly. You know? And so, <laughs> I mean, you know, like for instance, I have one course I did on um, 
uh, how to read a processing statement. I think I have maybe five or six different types mm-hmm. of statements in there, screenshots of them. You know, like just like, you know, you look at it and you kind of know what it is, you know, right. in general. Right. You don't want to look like an idiot when they hand you a processing statement, you know. Yeah. So I see so I see a lot of reps kind of making that mistake where they're <clears throat> they're literally learning nothing about the industry at all. So, you know, I would challenge you there. You're probably not even listening to this podcast if you're in that boat. But, you know, I would really challenge you to make sure you have a basic understanding And then the second mistake and the more common for our listeners is those who are like information overload, you know, and and, and here's, here's the best way I can explain it. There, even if your full-time job was to learn as much as you could about payment processing, you could never learn everything about payment processing. Right. It's Correct. it's I too mean, big of a field. I've been in this business forever and we still don't know. No, everything. I'm surprised all the time. Um, Always learning something. Yes. New. And so because of that, it's like, well, how do I know what I need to learn by taking action? When you actually go prospecting and you start talking mm-hmm. to merchants, you're going to go, oh, well, I don't know that. I need to know that. And what's going to happen right. is you probably only need like two or three percent of the knowledge that exists in the whole industry, but you're mm-hmm. not going to know which two or three percent you need until you go out selling because right. you know, your situation is unique. Your geography is unique. You know, right. your, your, niche, mar- your prospects are unique. Exactly. So, you know, you need to get a feel for this. And yes, that means that you may end up looking like you don't know what you're talking about. And, you know, in the first few, and that's okay. That's why I recommend using this amazing concept in sales called honesty and integrity and yes. telling people the truth. If you don't yes. know what you're talking about, don't go in and say, hi, I'm a payment processing expert. No, go in and say, yeah. hey, I've just started this new business. Yeah. You know, I'm a payment, uh, you know, I'm a, a payment processing company here in the local area, just started the company. So I'm just kind of getting my feet wet and I'm just out having conversations with business owners. How do you feel about your current solution? And what, and what, and yeah, what are your needs? What needs right. are, what are your not being met? Right, exactly. And then have those conversations. Then from that, well, then all of a sudden you're like, okay, great. And then you're going to say, what a great question. As I said, I'm just getting into the business. Let me do some research and I'll get back to you. You know, there's no shame in that at all. People appreciate that honesty rather than you just trying to sound like you know what you're talking about when you don't. So don't be afraid to get out and take action. So my advice to you is if you're like, I'm brand new, I'm trying to get going. I I, you know, was successful selling real estate or cars or insurance. And now I'm doing merchant services. Get a basic amount of learning. Again, you should know what what do the banks do? You know, what are, what is interchange? What is the do's and assessments? Um, you need to know what the processors are doing. You need to have what seen some credit card state charges are, you know, what yes. PCI compliance is all about. Right. If you don't know what tier pricing is versus interchange plus, you know, things like that, you know, right. these are concepts you need to have a general. And again, you can get that understanding in four to eight hours of video watching of either myself, go to the green sheet and read articles. You know, there's plenty of resources. So right. get that information. Then Take action and take action consistently. Don't go out there and go into a bunch of businesses and then stop for a week. Just say, you know what? I'm going to walk into 20 businesses every day or I'm going to make 40 cold calls on the phone every day and just do it every day, five days a week. And I promise you, you're going to learn what you need to learn very quickly because if you know you're going to take that action, then the the result of that is, or the the byproduct is, you're going to say, you know what? I better learn what I'm talking about. And you're going to learn the things, only the things you need to know, which is perfect because that's the efficient way to learn things. And, and it's also a numbers game. Like you say, make 20 calls a day, right. you know, and, and accept the fact that you're not going to make 20 sales a day. Right. Exactly. But eventually one of those is going to, is going to, you know, it's like, For like sure. the fisherman, right. You know, right. you keep casting, casting yep. the line and then finally you do catch a fish. Yes, indeed. Yes. So yes. there you go. There's your tips. If you're just getting started in the industry. 
This is the Insider's Report with Patty Murphy, brought to you by The Green Sheet. For nearly 40 years, The Green Sheet has been the go-to source for news, analysis, and educational tools that empower and connect payments professionals. If you're not reading The Green Sheet already, check it out on the web today at www.greensheet.com. Big news this week out of uh, Megabank J.P. Morgan Chase, a new small business checking account that takes direct game at Square and uh, Clover. Okay. PayPal, some of the fintechs, but Clover being the one uh, industry response to Square, shall we say, sure. right? Um, but, uh, you know, apparently, you know, the way it's it's been uh, put together, businesses use their, cha- a cha- a, their Chase mobile app okay. to activate um this this new thing they're calling quick accept that's what the product name is okay um and then you can they can uh manually in- enter or or ca- uh card numbers or capture them using hardware that supports taps dips and swipes right it's like a little just like a square reader basically basically like a square or, or the clover yeah. go reader you yeah, know right 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 but the the slickest aspect of this i think is that there's no a uh, complicated sign-up process. Mm-hmm. Uh, K, you know, payment acceptance uh, uh, capabilities can be unlocked with just a few clicks. Right. Well, and that's because they already have all the information on the business because it's a, a exactly, bank account because holder. they're a customer. Yeah. And and that's why they're also offering free same-day funding to right. their Chase accounts. Right. And which is which I, it's one one percent with Square. Right. One percent for same-day funding. Right. With right. I think it's like one point five percent for yeah. Square. Right. Right. Okay. So you have 1.5% for things like Square. I think PayPal is similar. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. You know, Square does offer a debit card feature where merchants can have the funds posted same day to their debit cards. Right, right. But then the money's all tied up in a card. Exactly. It's not in a checking account. Right. So they have to use that card yep. to access funds, right? Sure, sure. So this is a lot better than that. Yeah. Uh, the per transaction um, uh, pricing is about on par with uh, Square or Clover. It's uh, 2.6 plus 10 and and up for a, sure. for a tap, dip, or swipe transactions. Uh, 3.5 for a um, keyed in keyed transaction. In. Right, right. And and the uh, the card reader um, is 49.95, which is about the same. Sure, as sure. What it would cost. You know, um, you know what's funny. Ahead. The thing I was going to say is, you know. One thing that strikes me about about these new entrants into the marketplace, uh, and, and even including Square in this, is that, you know, I think if you're trying to compete for very tiny merchant accounts, let's say less than five thousand a month in 5, volume, five thousand a month, right? You know, I don't know if it's it's really difficult to say it's worth it anymore. Um, mm-hmm. Just because your competition, I mean, you know, it's like really, do you, you want to go after a merchant doing three thousand a month, and it's like, well, with Chase, I get same day funding for free. You know, do right. you want to compete with that? You know, no monthly fees. You know, same thing with Square, this flat rate. So, I mean. I think what's interesting about it is I think the idea of, you know, our industry, I think it's like we, to some extent, and maybe people will disagree with me, which is fine, but to some extent, I feel like we have to recognize that what we have to offer our expertise, our higher level of service, our custom technology solutions, right? It, we, we really are starting to get out of, you know, it's almost like we've in some ways lost the battle 
for these tiny merchant accounts, which frankly have really high attrition anyway. And the margins are very slim. And it's almost like these pure technology companies are almost better suited. I hate to say it, but really are better suited than this direct sales model of the ISO to go after these tiny accounts. Oh, I agree. And I think the banks too themselves are better equipped. Well, the banks are better equipped than Square, which is a big advantage for them. I'd rather let them fight over it though, you know? (laughs) Yeah, let them fight over it, right? Right. And and the other thing though I see, and and, and maybe people disagree with, disagree with me on this, but I think that, when you get those tiny merchants, you know, the ones that are doing two or $3,000 a month, when you get them on board with something like this quick accept, right. Or right, with square, right. then they get sort of the feel for card acceptance. And right. as they grow, it's like, uh, this solution doesn't quite meet my needs, but sure. now they become targets for, you know, for an agent or an ISO that's looking to build a portfolio. Sure. Right. It's and like, that's it, what I think it gives them sort of the, you know, one of the things that Chase said when it announced this is that, uh, you know, this is an all in one solution that beats cobbling together services mm-hmm. from banks and fintechs, right? <clears throat> right. And, and here's a quote from, I thought there was an interesting quote from uh, Jen Roberts, CEO of Chase Business Banking. Checking accounts are the transaction hub of a business. So we brought together the essential elements of paying in and paying out mm-hmm. into one place. And I think yeah. that's what these real, mm-hmm. you know, micro businesses, for lack of a better term, right, right. you know, that's what they can, want. That's what they're looking for. You know, it's an yeah. integrated system and everything right. is available at their fingertips. Yeah. And, and I think um, it's, I think it's interesting because I think it does, you know, for, for those, our listeners, I think for our audience, it definitely speaks to number one targeting, you know, you want to be going after probably slightly larger accounts and, right. and start to kind of start to get away from those businesses a little bit that are really small. To your point though, as those businesses grow and they are doing seven, eight, 10,000 a month in processing volume at somewhere along there, they're going to say, well, you know, it'd be nice if I could track my inventory. It'd be nice right. if I could get a right. person on the phone when I needed help. And, you know, there are going to be those things where all of a sudden it's like, we do have an advantage over these fintechs and over the banks. Right. But, you know, um, I think it speaks to targeting, but I also think it speaks to, you know, features that we need to be thinking about as ISOs. Um, you know, the same day funding is something that mm-hmm. I think, I, I think, think it, that's going to be big. Yeah, I think that's getting sure. really big. I think 12 months from now, everybody in our industry is going to offer that. It's going to offer it. Yeah. I agree with you on that. Yeah. Yeah. You know, there, it was interesting too, when I was, uh, you know, reviewing the press release and, and I talked to a, a person at Chase and, um, you know, I, th- I thought what was interesting was one of the stats that they threw out in their, in their press release, which was um, sort of illustrated why they felt this was necessary. Mm-hmm. Uh, credit and debit card sales among small business customers, Chase's small business mm-hmm. customers in North America, grew by 6% between February 2019 and February 2020, mm-hmm. but fell nearly 50% in April. Right. And so they see this as like, hey, here's a way to help you guys with your cash flow. Right. And and right. it keeps it keeps them committed to the bank. Right. Oh, you know, for sure. I mean, it's a sticky it's a sticky service. It really is. I also I also wanted to mention about the pricing because I thought this was oh, yeah. interesting. OK. Um, they, they would they, Chase says they'll waive the monthly fee on any small business customer using this quick accept. Right. That may that maintains a two thousand dollars in average daily account balances, hmm. processes two thousand in quick accept payments a month, or spends two thousand a month 
using Chase Inc., which is a small business credit card. Hmm. So wow. that's, uh, you know, that's, what, I mean, I got to tell you, I mean, you know, maintaining yeah. 2000, that's not that hard no. of a thing to do. Well, how much is the monthly fee? Do you know? Um, yeah, where was that? Uh, is it is it a nominal amount or like is it 10 yeah it's bucks a nominal or... amount I can't yeah. I, I'm looking to see yeah I believe well yeah I believe it was something like uh twenty nine ninety five or something oh, like okay. that oh well, so I mean it's you know it's a little I mean, for somebody doing five hundred a month in processing that's that's a little bit more you know that that's a good yeah. amount you know what I mean that's yeah. that's something yeah, that they're going to be considering it, it, but you know the whole idea is that okay but if I keep two thousand in my account right, I'm not paying anymore, anything right. which of course is great for the bank because now they can use that two thousand as leverage to make loans. Exactly. So they're going to make exactly. their money back on that and then some. And then, you know, and it's also, yeah, and they're going to make loans to those small businesses right? that are, you know, that are using their service because it's just, you know, it's, it's, it's a sticky, I think it's a really sticky proposition for a bank Yep. yep. to go after these. Very, I mean, I, I have a very small business. I would love it if my, if I, if my bank would offer something like this. I right. mean, like, you know, not that I take a lot of credit card transactions. Right, I probably right. take two a month if I take that, right? Right, but, right. But the idea is I can keep 2000 a month in my account right. and get free service. Yep. You know, for sure. Um, huh. So, so yeah. Very cool. Um, and then um, I just want to be clear that to, for this to work, you have to have a Chase business checking account. Right. Exactly. Okay. Uh, but here's the, here's the thing I thought was interesting. Chase said they have 3 million small businesses um, using their check, your business checking account. Right. And they're, they're, planning to um convert a large what they said is a large portion of these accounts to the new to the new um sure. product and that they're targeting um businesses that ring up less than five hundred thousand a year yeah well of course yeah i mean I'll, so I'll, I'll, like, that tells you yeah that's just right there for these small guys but if they have three million that are doing that um yeah, that, that really says a lot for what i call the electronification of small businesses yeah yeah you know, um, for sure. And I think that some of those businesses, I mean, if I were one of those small businesses and I was using Square and suddenly I could use this other thing oh, yeah. for free. Yeah. And be, no because, because those smaller businesses aren't really using much of the Square technology. I mean, Square's no. advantage in this situation would be their technology platform. I've, I haven't seen all the Chase stuff, but I would assume that, that Square has a massively better technology platform as far as inventory oh, sure. management, reporting, sure. et cetera. But, you know, uh, for a lot of these smaller businesses that they are tiny businesses that are not using that, you know, it becomes kind of a no brainer to, hey, let's get our money immediately and let's tie it in with the bank and get a better deal. So. Right. Yeah. Right. No brainer. Maybe, wow. maybe, maybe we'll even get better loan rates. You know? Sure. Well, and this is good. I think it's good just for our audience, even just to be aware of these programs so that when they, when you are talking to that really small merchant and they say, I'm using this new, what is it called again? Chase? What is it? In uh, quick accept. Quick accept. So when they say I'm using Chase quick accept, now you know what it is. So thank yeah. you as always, Patty, for keeping us in the loop. Sure thing. This episode of the Merchant Sales Podcast was brought to you by Valor Paytech, the technology company that is revolutionizing cash discounting and surcharging with innovative features like dual mid support, waive the fee options, and even adding non-cash adjustment charges to tips. Now, all of this is made possible by a variety of technology devices and solutions such as gateways, tabletop point of sale devices, and features like SMS text messaging and e-invoicing, all with cash discounting in mind. Valor Paytech, bold ideas, smart execution, 
make sure you head over to ccsalespro.com slash valor, V-A-L-O-R, ccsalespro.com slash valor, V-A-L-O-R. Schedule your free demo today and watch videos and learn more about this amazing technology solution. Thank you for listening to the Merchant Sales Podcast. Whether you are an industry veteran, processing executive, or just trying to learn about the payment space, we appreciate your time. The Merchant Sales Podcast is a joint production of Greensheet.com and ccsalespro.com. And we hope you will tune in next week for more information and tips on building your merchant services business.